0: Afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to our Medics Pro podcast. It's really lovely to be back again. Um, Obviously, we're all still enjoying some lovely weather, and today we have decided to try and veer away a little bit from COVID, and we have been talking about that quite a lot over the last few weeks. And talk a little bit about revalidation. Um, Before I start, just to introduce myself again, if this is the first time you're listening to one of our podcasts, my name is Marianne Withers. I'm the and development business partner for Medics Pro. I'm also a nurse and I tend to get involved with um, your training. So, your basic life support, manual handling, um, appraisals, and interviews as well. And with me are my two lovely sidekicks, Bill Keys and Gail. Um, so, I'm just going to introduce you to both of those quickly. So, Gail, firstly, over to you, who works in Birmingham. Hi, Gail.
1: Hi, Marianne. Hi, Bill. Welcome from Birmingham. Um, Hope everybody's uh, fit and well. Um, Yes, I cover, as Marianne mentioned, the Birmingham Office doing interviews, appraisals, practical training. um, And I'm also learning and development rep with the RCN, for those of you that weren't aware. Over to you, Bill
2: thank you hello ladies hello. Um, so I'm Bill Kismator and I'm the clinical nurse manager for the south um, I do interviews appraisals revalidation I also do uh, deal with clinical complaints so if you have any queries please don't forget to contact
0: us excellent great thank you ladies So, today um, I thought that we'd be a good idea to just touch on um, revalidation. As we all know, it's been an extremely busy, whirlwind few months for everybody. Um, I think that it's um, revalidation has probably been the last thing on our mind, when in fact it's probably been one of our greatest periods of sort of learning and reflecting that we may have ever faced in the whole of our nursing careers. Um, so, from the From NMC's point of view, there definitely has been um, some shifts in how they've been regulating. And for the months of March, April, May, and June, if you were due to revalidate during those months, then you would automatically get a three-month extension. But as we thankfully come out of lockdown and the COVID pandemic most certainly seems to be much better controlled, um, it seems that the NMC aren't going to give those extensions ongoing. They have said, so the latest press is that if you are due to revalidate in July, you won't automatically get any extension. However, you could ask for one if you need it, but it does seem that they are moving to people revalidating as they normally would. So, most certainly, I think it is time for all of us to sort of take stock if we can a little bit and have a think about what we need to do and, and how we need to prepare for revalidation and most certainly utilise this time um, to uh, in a positive way to actually think about everything that we have been done and all the different scenarios that we have been faced with and how we can uh, reflect on those situations and use those towards our revalidation. So Bill Keys and Gail, um, as our clinical nurse managers, um, spend a lot of time doing revalidations for all of our agency um, workers. For some of you that work part-time with us and have a permanent um, position with another employee, you may decide that you would prefer to have your revalidation confirmed with your employee, but you are more than welcome still to, to come with us to uh, and we will do it for you if you need to make an appointment. Um, for people that have actually don't um, have an employee apart from um, us as Medics Pro, and you are full time agency workers, then we really probably are the best people to um, do your revalidation because obviously we are the ones that are aware of the different placements and we will do your training and your appraisals so we're probably the best people to come to. So what I'm going to do is just um, talk to the ladies and you can listen to just some advice and some information about revalidation. And the first um, thing that I think we would be just good to just refresh ourselves with is what the process is. And Bill, obviously you are an expert in your field at what the process is because you're obviously instructing our nurses to do this at all times. So, please, can you just talk through what the actual process is um, in terms of preparing for revalidation? What do our candidates actually need? Uh, Absolutely. Thank you.
2: So, it it is pretty straightforward, uh, revalidation, and it will help you um, to demonstrate how to practice safely and effectively. And... One of the things that we shouldn't, you know, forget is that it will also encourage you to reflect on the role um, based on what the NMC code tells us. Um, so that's something we always have to bear in mind. Um, you're absolutely right. It is very simple. So I still get calls of nurses panicking when it comes to the time of revalidation. The the first point I would say is. Don't panic. Um, so, if you follow the guidelines, which is set on the um, spreadsheet, uh, sorry, on the um, website, you will find the criteria there and some templates that you can actually download that would help you to get through the different stages of the revalidation process. So, the the first part is collecting all your data. Um, all the information that is required. And the second part would then be your discussion. So, I'll go briefly through the first part of revalidation. So, firstly, you would need to demonstrate that over the last three years, you have practised 450 hours as a nurse, or if you are a midwife, you've practised as a midwife for 450. If you have a dual qualification, you would have to demonstrate 900 hours of working in both set scenarios. Um, So, if you are working full-time agency with Pro, the easiest way to go about this would be that we actually got a record that we keep of all your hours and where you have actually been placed. So, that's one big load off your mind because we would have that record um, to hand. The second aspect of revalidation would be demonstrating that you have completed, again over the last three years, 35 hours of CPD. Now, this also includes 20 hours of participatory learning, meaning that that you've been in a seminar or a class or a, 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 a session where it is more than two people discussing a particular topic. Um, and learning. So, this also applies to when you're working on the wards where you have um, on, on-site training. That also is included as part pre-learning.
0: So, Bill, can I just stop you there? So, For instance, with our candidates that have recently been working in the midst of the COVID pandemic, a lot of our our nurses have had to work in different areas to where they would normally. And and most certainly, um, everyone's had to have sort of literally on-the-job training uh, with PPE, donning and doffing. It might be that they have had to work um, in ITU, for instance, or Mm -hmm. assisting, and they've had some sort of on-the-job training. Could that be classified as that sort of part? participatory learning if they've been in a group and people have been instructed absolutely them. right absolutely
2: i think more now more than ever for nurses who've had to work under those circumstances where they've moved and had on the job training please just write it down, note it down somewhere. And you've got, you've got the, the actual template on the website where you can actually note these. Um, just briefly explain what was it that you were taught and roughly when it was, what kind of setting and what did you learn out of it? That's really, really important. So that you, you're absolutely right. That does count towards participatory learning as well. And I, I would definitely, you know, encourage anybody to actually those examples
0: forward that's very important so this is a really good time for people to think right let's you know now things are a little calmer and if people are starting to have a little bit of time off this is the time to start thinking about what's happened what they were involved Absolutely. with and get it written down because a lot of people think that's a great example but just don't ever get the writing down bit done
2: yeah, absolutely. It, I had a, a few nurses, what they told me, what they do is during the year, they actually keep a diary. So, when they're booked in for a shift, they'll say, you know, working a night shift or a day shift. But actually, on that shift, they they put three bullet points of something that they have learned, um, something that they've done, and maybe uh, something that they can remember about that shift. Um, so, that, I think that's really a, a really good tool um, yeah. for, for you to use moving forward. So the next um, aspect of the revalidation would be actually collecting five pieces of practice related feedback. Now, this feedback can be informal or formal, or you could have received a letter or a card. Um, It could be from a patient, a relative, uh, another nurse, a doctor, the cleaner, the porters, anybody that you've been in contact with that has given you feedback. And again, the template um, on the website tells you where the source comes from, what was the feedback about. Um, Now, this could be positive and it could be negative as well. So, if you have received a complaint, for example, and let's say – you've made a drug error over right. the past year and a complaint's come through, then you would have had to do a reflection. You would have had to go on a, a course perhaps or do some reading um, so that you can reflect and actually link it to the code. So it's very important that you could also incorporate that as feedback because it's used as constructive criticism. And that is a feedback as well. So that's something very important to remember. So you only need five of those. Um, so I've had nurses give me wonderful cards about you know, how they've looked after a patient. The patient was very satisfied with, with the care that they received. The next aspect would be five written accounts. Now, this five written accounts is a mandatory field that needs to be completed um, but using the template, again, on the NMC website. And that is exa- that form it's a green form, which will tell you where have you got your um, reflective from. So, you'd have to use five examples and they could be taken from, an experience, something that you've learned in your CPD. Or your feedback that you've used, so you would like to, you would have to elaborate on it a little bit more. And this is where you would have to link it to the code as well of the NMC. So it's important that you you complete those reflective accounts in such a way that you are looking at how you have um, learned, how you've learned something, and you've taken that back and you've related it to the NMC. And this obviously will make you. You know, delivering care in a much better way. Um, after that's been completed, you would also then have to take your portfolio, book an appointment to see either me, Gail, or Marianne for revalidation. Now, we do encourage you to please allow at least an hour to an hour and a half because during this process, what happens is we would have to check. Everything for you, Your everything that you've documented, read through your reflections first and also check your CPD points because you would have tallied them up. So the points would actually add up to 35 in most cases it would be a lot more than that because you'll be surprised how much you actually learn in yes. the three years. So once you've done that, um, you've done your accounts form, we'll have a look at it. Now at the moment we, we're not meeting face to face, but we are um, able to do FaceTime or Skype for business, a video conference call. Um, so we are able to do the discussions with you. So that's a good thing. Um, so with that we'll we'll continue to ask you questions about you know a little bit more about what you have learnt, and moving forward, how would that kind of help you if we were to place you in a different setting so i'll never forget actually one one nurse um, who she actually had an experience where one of her patients passed away, died on her shift. And because she was an agency, now she's, she never went to that hospital before. And she also um, would never go back to that hospital. It wasn't her regular one. Uh, and the patient died and she was... Um, part and parcel of trying to make sure that the rest of the ward was catered for during the time when the other nurse was looking after the patient. But it was traumatic for her because she, she did sort of see the patient during her shift. So she felt quite bad and she felt really sad. But unfortunately, because she was living alone and she didn't have anybody she could speak to, a week later when she came to see me, she actually um, talked about her her the bereavement, facing a bereavement um, at work. And it was her time to actually talk about that incident. And it made a huge difference um, because sometimes we take it, you know, we take it for granted. You go to work, you come back. But it is really important to be able to understand that there is someone here at Pro that will listen to you. And this was a perfect example for that to happen. So when she came, she did talk about it. And we talked a lot about, you know, breaking bad news, um, how to deal with death and dying. And obviously, with with situation with COVID, there's lots of patients, lots of friends that we've lost. Um, so, it's it's important that, you know, we have this time to talk about it. So, reflective accounts would be about to elaborating a little bit more on what you have actually mentioned in your reflective accounts. Right. So, this is where a lot of the discussion happens. Mm-hmm. Good. Excellent. Um, Anything more from you, Bill? I think Gail could pick up on the the last part of the... of the confirmation, actually, in making sure that we fill
0: out the confirmation form correctly. Yes. And also, I mean, Gail, you do a huge amount of um, revalidations and there must be some common themes that you see when people come to you, even though you've obviously explained what they need to do and how to prepare. Um, So maybe you can just sort of talk through those common mistakes or sort of common confusion that you get when nurses come to see you.
1: Yeah, thanks, Marianne. Um, Common mistakes. Yeah, we see it over and over again. Um, Sometimes I still can't quite can't understand why nurses make these mistakes. Um, Continuing lack of preparation. Okay. You guys have three years in between each revalidation Mm -hmm. to get your work together. So please, please, please manage your time correctly, um, start to gather evidence a couple of months after your last revalidation. So give yourself a break, yeah. um, You know, clear your head a little bit after one revalidation, but then about two or three months after, please remember to restart the whole process again so that you're giving yourself time to gather all that evidence that Bill has just mentioned, which the majority of it is mandatory, um, if you take time to read the NMC website several times if necessary, mm-hmm. um, and also please, um, members of the RCN, look at your RCN website. Again, they are supporting exactly what the NMC say. Um, some things are mandatory. Some things are, um, you know, you can just document it just for your own records. But please take the time to prepare don't expect to come in a week before your revalidation with a couple of scraps of paper in your file and and expect us to confirm because when we have to sign that green form to confirm and say that we're happy with your standard of professional development throughout the last three years, there's no chance that that's going to get done. And as Bill has just mentioned, we have to sign that confirmation form um, by hand to say that, you know, you can carry on and revalidate. You can submit your application. Um, The NMC wouldn't even look at it if we were to send in anything like that. Um, Also, as well, um, if you haven't got all your pieces of feedback, if it's necessary, we could incorporate an appraisal for you at your meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's another piece of feedback that you could use. If you think it's necessary and you want us to look over your work um, a couple of times before we actually sign that form, um, please make several appointments. It's what you feel comfortable with. We can accommodate you if you feel that that's the, the level of support that you're going to need. So please stay in touch with us. But again, like I say, don't come in the week before with a couple of scraps of paper because it's not going to happen. Um, Quoting from the RCN website, for those of you that aren't familiar, um, revalidation is the method by which you renew your registration. And the purpose of this is to improve public protection by making sure that you remain fit to practice throughout your career. This is not a tick box exercise, guys. Don't just expect to come in and say, oh, look, I've done this, I've done this. No, this is for the general public. Just remember, the NMC um, register is open to anybody. Anybody from from the general public, if they have your PIN number... Or if they know your name and they spell it correctly, they can log into the NMC. It's an open and free service and they can look at your qualifications. And also, please remember, they can also look at any cases pending, anything that's happened. Unfortunately, these things do occur. Um, Again, it's open and transparent for the general public to look at. Right. So it, it does reinforce your duty to maintain your fitness to practice within your own scope of practice. It encourages encourages you to incorporate the code in your day-to-day practice and personal development.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It encourages engagement in professional networks and discussions and can help to reduce professional isolation. So again, just echoing what Bill has just been talking about. And it also enhances employer engagement in NMC regulatory standards and increases access and participation in appraisals and continuing professional development. There's lots and lots of information on the RCM website. So please, when you get five minutes, jump on, have a look and look at the NMC website as well. Use everything, gel it all together. It's it's pretty much duplicated, um, but there is lots and lots of information, and there's no excuse not to be able to follow the simple process before you make one of your appointments to come and see one of us um, at Medics Pro.
0: Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, ladies. Such a wealth of information. I think it does seem complicated when people sort of get in a bit of a panic about it but it is really simple and I think one of the main things that people do get concerned around is the training element and the different types of learning um, and I think people are very much convinced that they need to go on a training course um, to actually get those, those um, participatory hours up when in fact you don't you know it could be as we've mentioned before you know being a sort of a more an informal um, situation Certainly, around COVID, there's been plenty of those where people have been trained and sort of doing learning on the job. And as long as you document when and how many hours was spent doing those, then most certainly they can be used towards it. Talking about training, though, if I've just made us talking about. Um, Actually, doing face to face training. Hot off the press is the fact that we at Medics Pro are going to be recommencing our face to face manual handling and basic life support training. And this is going to be starting. Um, or the week of the 15th of June. So, if you're due to have that training, your compliance officer will be in touch with you. Um, obviously, due to the current pandemic, we will be doing this training very differently to before. We will need to be doing that in much smaller groups. There will be social distancing. Um, we'll be using gloves, antiseptic, um, hand wash. Um, we will just obviously make sure that everybody uh, is as safe as possible. Risk assessments, will Need to be completed before people even come to the office. But it's a positive move that we are moving in the right direction, and we feel it is um, the time to do that. Um, Most certainly, when we're looking at other training providers, a lot of them are starting to move towards that in June. So, watch this space. Um, We will be advertising it on social media, but most certainly, we will be in touch. With you, if it is somebody um, that needs to have that training um, soon, because obviously they need to keep their compliance up. Um, Bill, sorry, were you going to say something then? Yeah, I was going
2: to mention that the once once you have completed your revalidation and you've done the discussion with um, with your conformer, so um, the three of us, yeah. it is also important for um, the candidate for the nurse to actually declare whether they're in good health. Um, and character. So, if you you must declare if you have been charged or convicted of any criminal offence, including any conditional discharge or any issues or any formal cautions, any disciplinary actions that you had with um, your trust, etc. In the past, these things have to be declared. Right. So that that's absolutely important. And also, professional indemnity insurance is is an absolute must too. Um, So it it isn't complicated to actually get revalidated at all. It actually does strengthen your practice and it it just makes you better what you do. So and and like Marianne and Gail has said, there's lots, there's a wealth of of knowledge out there, there's lots of experiences that we have accumulated over the last few months, which, um, which definitely should be accounted for. So I think Absolutely. I think this is really, really important. I'm so glad since 2016 that we have got revalidation because it's it is that opportunity that you have to come and see us and talk to us about what you are feeling, what are your strengths, your weaknesses. And don't forget, this would be part and parcel of an appraisal at the same time. So if you have any concerns or you'd like to develop in certain areas or even recognition for, you know, For the hard work that you have done, and you want to talk about it, this is your opportunity to do so. So it is important that we we you get it done. And also, just to bear in mind, there are companies out there, people out there that charge for revalidation to uh, to actually happen. So there was one nurse that told me she, you know, she was charged three hundred pounds. I mean, it's ridiculous. That is absolutely
0: ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. so at Medics Pro, it's free, mm-hmm. and I think and that just goes to show how much we value our nurses. You know, I, mm-hmm. I mean, some some medical recruitment agencies do have a nurse that works on site. Some don't, but most certainly, I don't know of any recruitment agency that has three nurses covering um, their sites. And I just think that that just shows that you know, how much we do value our staff and how important Mm -hmm. that clinical aspect of the role that they play, you know, needs um, the attention and support that we can give. So... Fabulous. Well, ladies, thank you so much again for your time. Um, It's been lovely to catch up with you both. Um, We hope that you found this information useful. If you have any questions, as always, please do give us a call and speak to any one of us and we will be able to help you. And if you do have revalidation that is due in the near future and you want to book that appointment, again, just phone and we will get that booked in thank you everybody Um, thanks for listening just please remind everybody to just share share the love tell everybody about our podcasts let's get people um, subscribing and downloading so the more people we have enjoy them the more we want to obviously do them for you so thank you once again have a lovely evening everybody take care thank you very much Marianne thank you very much Gail
2: Thank you,
0: bye from Birmingham. And bye from Romford, sunny Romford. Okay, take care everybody and we'll speak to you soon. Bye bye.